Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio, a show featuring people and companies who are making a positive contribution to the world. This show will help you learn how to apply success principles in every area of your life so that you can make the most out of your skills and talents and accomplish more of your goals. To find out more about the show, please visit www.journeytosuccessradio.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio. My name is Tom Tutal Cunningham. I'm a Napoleon Hill Foundation certified instructor and resiliency expert, helping people to think, speak, and act positively through the many and varied challenges of life. You can find out more about me and this interview at my website. It's uh, Tom, the number two. And tall, T-A-L-L dot com, TomTooTall.com. My guest today is an amazing friend of mine, author of a book I refer to and read almost every single day. His name is Mark Gleason of Grand Haven, Michigan. Mark has been a full-time realtor for 34 years, having sold businesses and every type of real estate there is. He began his selling career claiming he sold his first house at the age of 10. We're going to have to find out how he did that. Uh, Getting his real estate license at 20, he's owned, managed, managed, coached, and trained literally thousands of realtors. Uh, When I look on his Facebook, it looks like he sold every house in Michigan, and he's just going back reselling them now. Being a massive goal setter, Mark practices what he preaches, and it comes second nature to him. His most recent book, titled Enthusiasm Every Day, is the one I was referring to, is about how Mark encourages everyone in their own daily lives to live to the fullest. One of the most unique books I've ever read. It's a personal development book with unique sayings and quotes. I refer to them almost like Dr. Seussisms uh, for business. In nineteen or in 2012, Mark, wow, Mark read 1,400 books and wrote five books himself that year. Since then, he's written another eight books. Wow. How do you read 1,400 books? His passions include extreme customer service in all his businesses, and he also loves to fish and vacation. He's married to his lovely wife, Kim, and has three beautiful daughters and four gorgeous granddaughters. Welcome to the show today, Mark. Oh, thanks for having me, Tom. It's my pleasure. How did you read 1,400 books in a year? That's pretty phenomenal. Tom, people ask me that every single day, the people that are around me and know that uh, I'm such a massive goal setter. I, I put a huge board on the window of my door at work, and everybody walked by and complained to me day in and day out that how that was nearly impossible. And um, the main way I did that was... I turned off the TV and the radio, got books on tapes. I limited social media and became a severe student of time management to where almost every single second of every day I did not waste time. So I know you could appreciate that kind of thing. And and we started out with a goal was to read 200 books, and about 30 days in we changed it to 400. And about 60 days in we changed it to 600. And every Monday I went to the library that was part of 11 libraries and, and uh, had books coming from all over the Midwest and the United States and, 
and I had like five main topics that I call my Diamond Success Program that I studied. Got every single book I could get on intuition and how the brain works, money management, marketing, and just devoured these books and, and just learned how to read and not waste time. How's that for an answer? I love it. I do the same myself. My TV is practically only for sports. I am a voracious reader. I haven't got the 1,400 in a year. I average anywhere between 40 and 50 a, a year. I love reading. Uh, one thing you've mentioned and a number of other people mentioned to me, Napoleon Hill Foundation instructors have mentioned that they listen to a lot of audiobooks. So I'm going to be adding that to my uh, reading curriculum and uh, practices. Uh, I live about a three-minute drive from our library our main library, and uh, it's a big one. And so I'm going to start uh, with audio books as well. Mostly I listen to Christian music in the car. I have satellite radio, so I don't have to listen to blah, blah, blah and the negative news networks of the world. But uh, I prefer to be learning, so I'll be adding that as well. That's uh, amazing. And uh, as I mentioned, your book, Enthusiasm Every Day, uh I refer to it almost every single day. It's either on my desk or on the table beside my desk. And uh, I've told you before, you're a pretty unique writer. Some of those sayings you have remind me of Dr. Seuss uh, sayings, but uh, applied to business and uh, personal development and mindset. And so tell me about uh, putting that book together because, as I said, it's an amazing book. Uh, it's something people can refer to every day, and it'll put a smile on their face almost every single day. Yeah, that's that's a great question, Tom. The the book itself, Enthusiasm Every Day, came from about 30 years of writing short stories, and every time I had a good deal or got screwed in a real estate deal, I kept a journal right next to my book, so I kept some of the very intricate details of what worked and what didn't work, why, and I turned those into lots and lots of stories. And when it came down to choosing the 365 stories that I did, um, what I did is I laid them all out, and I have about the same amount of friends on Facebook as you do. It's a little over 3,600. And I wish each person a happy birthday on their birthday. And so I started to see some personality profile types that became very, very similar based on people's birth dates. So I tried to choose the story that met that person's personality type the best based on those Facebook friends, and we have just had an absolute great time with that at parties and people's, you name it, wherever we go, we pull that book out and ask people what their birthdays are, and and uh, you know maybe sometime later in the show today I can share with you a few of our absolute favorite, favorite situations that have happened out of that with those stories lining up with people's birthdays. So that's kind of how we did it, Tom. Wow, and that's pretty unique and special for someone. I know when I read my birthday one last few years, uh, it's pretty bang on and a great message for me. And, you know, I love to read it every day, but even more so when you read your special birthday day message. Uh, amazing how you were able to do that, and I imagine, as you said, it's a great conversation point and pretty exciting and cool for people to read the message of the of your book on the day of their birthday. Very, very cool. And I hadn't thought about that at parties and whatever, but yeah, 
you always have the book with you, and so you can always open it up. Okay, what's your birthday? And uh, let's read your message. So pretty cool. Love it, love it. Now, uh, you've written 13 books. Last year you published Enthusiasm Every Day. You're a co-author of an upcoming one called Journeys to Success, 21st Century Stories Inspired by the Success Principles of Napoleon Hill. Um, and at the same time, both of us have been in sales a long time. Me more inside sales because of my disability or what my wife calls being handy capable. Uh, but uh, what can you, uh, ideas or advice can you provide to people about being in sales and being at the highest level of sales in their industry or profession? Tom, that's, that's another great question. I would expect nothing different from you. The, the highest level of sales and the very best advice that I could give anybody would be to immediately get on a first-name basis the very second you meet somebody, it's always been said that's their favorite music. You cannot say their first name too many times. It's kind of like them giving you the passwords to their bank accounts, the same as I say with a handshake. The next thing would be what I call the, the occupational hierarchy of sales. Now what that is is find out all the different types of um, occupations that people are in, what, where they work, what what positions they hold, because during your sales, you must be a storyteller. And that's how you relate your storytelling based on the type of occupation. So if you can, one, get on a first-name basis, immediately you cannot repeat Tom's first name too much because Tom is one of the greatest people on the planet. Wouldn't you agree with me, Tom? Oh, for sure. So that, those are my two top tip, tidbits for salespeople in any occupation whatsoever. Find out someone's first name and find out what they do or did for work. And thirdly, never anything about you. It's always about them. And if you can follow those three rules, I think you can sell just about anything to anyone anywhere, Tom. I believe it. And I would add one more thing. I, wouldn't, I certainly want to know what they did for a living or do for a living. But at the same time, I prefer finding what who people are. What you do for a living is not who you are, but if you have amazing hobbies, passionate interests, exciting volunteer work, or love your family and children and grandchildren, um, I believe that will touch someone's heart and open up their receptivity to you as much as uh, talking about the work that they do. No question about that. That goes hand in hand. If you can, if you can win people over based on what touches their heart, you, you have basically all the answers to whatever you need in sales. And, and that's the tough part for most people, though. They, they trip over themselves and want to tell you about what they're doing and what they're, where their vacations are and about their family. And when you're in sales, you need to be asking questions about the other party. So those are really good points right there. And if somebody doesn't get something out of that from, from this interview, they really probably need to listen to this whole thing over again, Tom. <laughs> right. Or find a different profession. Absolutely. Between what you've sold and what I've sold, we've probably seen almost everything. And that's sales. Repeating right. the best questions. You're paid in direct proportion to the quality of the questions you ask. So there you have it. 
Right. And uh, the friendships you build. A lot of times with sales or any time I'm uh, trying to persuade someone, I would just as soon become one of their great friends by hopefully offering to serve them first in some way and then to just stay in touch. Uh, if you don't make the sale immediately, but you create an amazing friend that you're able to serve and you keep in touch with regularly, at some point they're going to buy from you when they're ready to buy. And, you know, that's the fun part about sales. Even if you don't always make the sale or make it right away, if you can make a new friend and then find ways to serve that friend, uh, the sales will eventually come. You're right, Tom. I think I'm going to turn this around and ask these questions <laughs> because I, I think you you live it with everything I see on Facebook, with what I see on the Internet from you. You are a class act all the way, Tom. Amazing. Thank you, Mark. Now, you're very good at uh, getting the ideas outside of your, inside your head and in your heart onto paper and whether it's writing books or even just people in general, uh, especially in the personal development field, people who know their purpose and their goals, it's, I find, enormously important to get the ideas out of my head and out of my heart and start putting them on paper. I journal almost every day. I write little articles that I may use in the future, and if not, it's just fun to write the article itself. Um, but you're uh, kind of a master at that. You call the first 60 to 90 minutes of your day the transplendent hour. And so talk about that uh, because also you uh, mentioned about commanding your right side subconscious, unconscious brain. And I tend to be a left side user. So this is why I love writing it out on paper, brainstorming, squiggles here, arrows there, quotations here, all kinds of little things that I write that help get it out of my head and heart and onto a piece of paper where I can evaluate it, I can make plans on it, I can set goals on it. And so talk about that uh, idea, the first 60, 90 minutes of the day, whether you're writing a book, writing a journal, or writing your goals or purposes. Uh, it's so important, isn't it? Yes, it is, Tom. That's That may be... For me, that's almost as important as breathing. I know that probably sounds a little funny, but we call it the transplendent hour, that first 60 minutes that you're awake. Your brain is still in some form of one, two, three REM. You are still uh, actively in a sleep state when you're just trying to wake up. And after reading about 200 books on how the brain works, I came to understand that with your left brain conscious, your right brain unconscious, set subconscious, your right, your right brain is really about 99% of who we are and it almost never gets to speak up. So if you can direct it from your 1% left brain conscious to deliver to you whatever it is you want, whether that's good health, whether that's you know self-motivation, whether that's helping your family, whether that's helping another person or a, a church, whatever it is, if you can command that subconscious right side brain during that first hour, and I do it through writing, I do it through affirmations, I have my affirmations laminated in my shower, I read them aloud, I, I live this in a daily way, and I've seen it happen. I've looked back two and three hours later after I've written that first hour, and I can't even fathom where those words came from, where those thoughts came from, and usually I'm doing that Tom, about as fast as I can. So, you know, so, 
some of the thoughts and ideas come out, I, I pat myself on the back. I think that's magical. I didn't even know about that. I, how? Where could that come from? So, and I, I really think anybody can do that. I don't think that there's anything that holds people back other than it's just, just like you, Tom, you know the benefits that come from that journaling in the morning. Oh, it's amazing, and the insights you get even to your own into your own self. Like, who knows yourself better? But when you put it on paper, you're like, hey, that's pretty brilliant, or hey, that's pretty stupid. Now, let's not do that one. And it's amazing how much you can learn about your own self by writing it down. Another thing you mentioned there, affirmations. And this is one of the big things I write and speak about. We have 60,000 thoughts every single day. Uh, round and about. And if we don't pre-program those thoughts and pre-choose them, um, the negative news networks of the world are going to pound in on those 60,000 thoughts and you're not going to get anything positive out of that. And it's so helpful, even uh, someone as positive as I am. If you're married, there's going to be times when you're frustrated or upset or uh, mad, but if you have an affirmation about how much you love your spouse, how great times you had, about great vacations you spent together, about amazing people that you know. Anything where your brain or your thoughts start drifting toward the negative, if you have the pre-choosing affirmations and thoughts, you are going to be able to quickly recognize the negative ones and redirect them towards your positive one. So talk about affirmations. I haven't got as far as laminating them in my shower, but uh, hey, that could be a good one. Or in the bathroom mirror. I heard a lot of people do that. Oh, that, that's that's pretty much how I wash a lot of the negative away. And I mean, I can I have mine so memorized now. It goes something like this. Circulate and percolate. Smile, smile, smile. Say thank you to everyone. Rise and shine. Greet the, greet the dawn with a map. Nobody does it better than you. Nobody. And on your way to success, you've got to chop wood and tote water. But once you're successful, you've got to chop wood and tote water. Chances are, if you're not being criticized, you're not doing anything. And you win in life by helping people. So those are just... That's what you can envision I'm reading in the, <laughs> to myself out loud every day is that nobody does it better. Now, I have a lot of other ones that I say while I'm riding around in the car because I don't really listen to the radio. I listen to, to success information because there is so much negative news that's just pounding down on us. And no, I, there's no question in my mind there's so many, there's so many different analogies that I could use about how important it is to keep that positive mental attitude. One of the books I wrote I call the Positive Mental Attitude Book. And I wrote about 30,000 affirmations about positive attitudes. That's how, that's how powerful I think having a positive mental attitude is and, and being an optimist. And that just, that's, I would rather see the world that way than because the rest of the, so much of the rest of the world, with the exception of you and a few of our friends, there just there just needs to be more. And by the way, Tom, you you're doing an incredible thing in the world, and I just want to congratulate you on all the good work you do. Thank you so much. I hope you publish that affirmation book because uh, I have some great ones, but I can certainly use some new ones. 
And with that many that you've thought out specifically for positive attitude and thinking, uh, I will be one of the purchasers of that book, that's for sure. Oh, that's wonderful. Thanks for saying that. Yeah. You know, affirmations are like little short stories themselves that we tell ourselves. Like you said, the 60,000 60, self-conversations. I think I have a quote in my book that says something like, of the 57,000 self-conversations we enjoy within ourselves daily, you can have whatever you want and you can heal yourself, but it really comes down to what you tell yourself. So are you telling yourself something positive or are you telling yourself something negative? Either way, it's up to you and nobody can control what you tell yourself. And what a great way to do it. It's, it's kind of like eating healthy. It's, it's what you put in your mind about how healthy your mind is going to be. So I, I, know, I just know from the stuff that I see you post on Facebook and and. I'm probably your biggest fan, and I follow you just everywhere you go because I just love positive people like you. It is amazingly fun to be around positive people. It just it gives me more energy, gives me more enthusiasm for life, and for sure you've got to get those ideas in your head because your subconscious mind believes whatever you tell it, whether it's positive or negative. So. Stop telling it negative things and focus on all the positive things. And uh, what does Zig Ziglar call it? Telling the truth in advance. So, <laughs> you know, you can claim all the things that are your goals and that are your purpose in life. You don't have it now, but it's just telling the truth in advance. And this is what affirmations are, telling yourself the truth about yourself, your goals, skills, talents, and accomplishments in advance and uh, repeatedly. And the subconscious mind is going to believe it. And eventually, if you say it enough, it's going to be like, okay, I'm tired of this one. i got to go out and find the people and find the circumstances to make this one come true because he keeps asking me for it. So I think that's how uh, God works and probably how the subconscious mind works. Uh, now, could you pull out your book and uh, read us some of those amazing uh, stories, susisms, and... Uh, Birthday messages, I know uh, for one you had mentioned that April 25th is especially good days, a day, yeah. but uh, read a few of them because, as I said, you are a unique writer, and boy, I can't tell you how many times I smile when I read uh, the quotes and stories from Enthusiasm Every Day. That's great. Yeah, the, the story for April 25th, the headline of that story is called Good food, like a restaurant, good food. And the, and the best story that I've ever had that re, as it relates to this book, Tom, is I was at a pool party this past summer, and there was about 60 or 65 people, and the owner of the house, a really good friend of mine, Dan, a very positive man, um, he he just loves my book, and, and he carries it about everywhere he goes, and he was greeting each one of his guests around his pool asking them in front of everybody what their birthday was, and he would read the story on their birthday. And his brother-in-law, Doug, showed up, and I'd only met Doug once. Anyhow, Doug owns 12 restaurants in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and Doug showed up, and in the story on Doug's birthday says, never eat in a restaurant with no lines and one large menu. And... When I put that on Doug's birthday, I had no idea what Doug's birthday was, but I just knew that personality types on April 25th 
may have had some serious situations like that. And it's kind of funny. We laughed about it. We were in Florida last week, and we we would drive by restaurants in the middle of the day, and there'd be a giant menu on the outside and no lines, and we thought, you can't eat there. So we've just had incredible, incredible times with the book, and a lot of it does flow Tom around enthusiasm. And I always say enthusiasm has no age limits. <laughs> you know, some, <laughs> of my, some of my best friends are are people that are 90 years young, and they live their life enthusiastically, and you just kind of want to be around them and get a little bit of whatever they have to give off. And, and you know, that's just... That's just the way we live our lives. I, I I have a principle, and it's on page 31. I call it the MIT principle. If you will commit your life to doing what's right, almost anything is possible. And as I relate that to real estate in Michigan, I say if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere, but it's up to you. Right. Oh. <laughs> read, the one, read the one for my birthday, June 19th. Okay, let's see here. June 19th, Tom Cunningham, and it says, June 10th, I love you. Love isn't the greatest of all gifts. The giving of it, that's where love's at. Whoa! Oh, I have to throw the book down a second because I think of, I think of how powerful love is, and it reminds me of, reminds me of people like you, Tom, and that do the right thing. Oh, nice. wow. I had no idea that that was on your birthday, and that's... That's pretty amazing. How about you got one or two others you could read? Sure, sure I do. Um, uh, let's see here. I, I always think about important people in the world and what they've done, and on April 16th, Douglas MacArthur said, you'll be remembered for the the rules you break, and I say, better yet, you'll be re best remembered for the rules you help to make. So, mm. now, April 13, our thoughts control our lives. Let no one else's control yours. Ooh, I like that. Think about I like things, that. I think about things like that because the world... People run around woulda, coulda, or shoulda all over you. You cannot allow people to woulda, coulda, or shoulda all over you. Only they, only you can woulda, coulda, or shoulda all over yourself. And and that's in the book somewhere. I'm not sure exactly on what page, but you know it, it's just it's just the way it is. And and I I to read those books the way I did. I I cannot waste a lot of time. On things. That's why I'm, I you know I apologize in advance for it taking a long time for. You. You and I to hook up. Hook up on. So, here's a question uh, for you, Mark, that you didn't include in the questions, but it's always a it's a point of interest for me. Uh, firstly, you've been married a long time, and secondly, you work with Kim, and it takes a pretty special relationship when you can work with your spouse, and then also. Remember that Napoleon Hill wrote extensively about the best mastermind group, the most ideal mastermind group is between husband and wife. Not every spouses, not every husband and wife are are built to be in a mastermind group together, but 
Uh, and I admire people who I've married seven years going on eight. So I admire people who have been married a long time. And I admire couples who are in each other's mastermind group and especially ones that can work together all day and then be husband and wife as well at the same time and outside of work. Talk about that because from what I see, that is enormously special for you. Yeah, they they say opposites attract. I'm not sure that that's always right. I'm not sure it's always wrong. We we have a special relationship, and it, it does take, you know, two special people to be able to do. We we've been married for 27 years. We've been together a lot longer than that. Um, it's kind of like the Ritz Carlton's um, high achievement mentality, long term mindset. And you, you don't go into something like that because, you know, I, I think I mentioned to you or somewhere along the line, you know, my dad, he's 90 and, and his name is Don. And dad always said the only ship guaranteed to sink is a partnership. Well, <laughs> not in all cases because if you find the right mate, you can go probably anywhere, you know, and... As long as you keep the distractions out and stay focused, you know, and and really care for the other party, probably you you have you you're building an atmosphere that's just about impossible to to say could be better. So I mean, I love my wife to, to great length. So I I really appreciate you asking about that. That's it. it I don't even like to say it does take any effort because it doesn't because when somebody's there to pick you up when you're down and vice versa, it's, well, you know it. You know it with your wife. It's a special thing. It is a very special thing. And when you can uh, be a mastermind partner and work with them as well, uh, brings some different challenges, but it also makes work a lot more fun. And so that's so uh, amazing, and I'm always admiring that when I see uh, pictures of you guys and the different things you talk about on uh, social media. It's uh, very impressive. Now, another one, you spoke about your father, and this is uh, kind of geared toward mentors. We all need mentors, uh, but there are so many out there. I kind of need to pick a few and uh, get the most of your input from them while scanning the other ones. And I know not only your dad, see him laughing on your Facebook, always nice to see him, nine years old, but also your great-grandfather, I believe, uh, lived to be 94. So talk about great, great mentors. And, of course, you can't have like a thousand mentors, so you do have to almost tone it down or uh, glance at some and ignore the rest and pick a few you love. Great point. And that kind of falls back on one of the prior things we talked about about your um, affirmations because you are a mentor to yourself you just may not know it <laughs> and so in my world I had you know a great dad still do love him to death my grandfather my dad's dad was Sherm and I as a little guy growing up I never really knew one of my grandfather's favorite quotes and, and he said it all the time over and over and, and I thought I really had no clue what that meant, but once I got in sales, I really figured it out. And Sherm, he had a lot of Shermism, we called it. And he he would say to me, "If one don't tooteth one's own horn, horn don't get tooteth." 
Well, to me, <laughs> to me, yeah, I smile about that, and I think, wow, you, you, I mean, you've got to let people know what you do. You can't be a secret agent hiding, and and so Dad kind of. Don, my dad, he kind of tried to, I think, maybe better that with a little bit of those that can do and those that can't teach and those that can't do either inspect. So we learned that. Dad was a builder for 50-some years building high-end custom homes. So we learned the work ethic, what I call the we principle at a very early age. You had to do things right. There was no shortcut. It took no longer to do it right the first time. And you know, I tried to take both my grandfather's and my dad's best advice, and I say there's those who can and those who do. Be very careful who you listen to. <laughs> because there are so many people out there that are telling you how to do it, but they may never sold cars, or they may have never been a manager, or they may never have walked the talk that they're trying to tell you how to do. And so... That's why I say be very careful who you listen to, and and that's one thing that I always appreciate about you is I know that you are still in the field where many, many of the mentors and teachers and coaches and accountability people out there, they're not really still in the field of, of selling like guys like you and I, and it's a different world out there. I mean... You know, with with the younger generation, the millennials, Gen X, Gen Y, and the next group coming up, it's just a whole other mindset. And so if you do not have good mentors telling you the past and keeping your eye on the future, you know, too much will get by you. And so that's kind of big for me. Right. And one of my uh, mentors is Brad Zalas and... uh, a mentor doesn't always have to stroke your ego. Sometimes he can. Sometimes they can kick you in the between the pockets. And uh, you know, when someone's a mentor and is invested in you, uh, you don't mind them giving you a kick in the butt once in a while because you know that they care for you. They know who you are. They know what your purpose is, and they know what your goals are. So, don't just pick easy mentors, pick ones who will shape you up when you need to be shaped up or told not to do something or to do something differently, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think you're a mentor to many times, so keep up the good work. I love it. Now, uh, what? Uh, how about uh, Think and Grow Rich? Uh, as a Napoleon Hill instructor, it would be pretty silly of me not to ask about uh, your experience with Think and Grow Rich when you first came across it? Was there someone special in your life who said, Mark, drop everything and read this book? And a lot of people, for instance, maybe read it when they were young. It meant nothing to them. They just tossed it on the shelf and found it later in life. But share your experiences with the amazing book, Think and Grow Rich and Napoleon Hill and how he's helped shape your thoughts, words, and actions since you read it. I read it years ago, I don't know, 20, 30 years ago, I don't know, I just found it on on a shelf at the library going through, you know, kind of self-help, keep your mind clear books. I, no one no one introduced me to it. I found the thing on my own, and, and it was like, you know, big trumpets went off where I thought, I need to hold this book up and run up and down the street and show this to everybody. Mm-hmm. This This is so eye-opening. 
probably one of the greatest self-help books, informational books about introspective and looking inside and outside. And there's so many business philosophies and personal philosophies that I, I, I would lose track of how many times I've read the book, Tom. Probably, I probably wrote the book 25 or 30 times, inside, backwards, front ways, upside down. I practically slept with the thing under my pillow thinking that I just, I cannot imagine how somebody came up with this wisdom. You could go back to it today and take bits and pieces out of it, which I do from time to time. I'll, I'll just go pick it back up and say there's, you know, you can almost like the Bible open it up and pull out some verse and mm. you, you say, wow, does that, does that fit for today? So, I, you know, for me, there was no one person or a group of people that brought it to me. I found the thing on my own, and I'm kind of glad I did because I I just, everywhere I turn, it just, it seems as though you run into other people that think alike like you, and they have that burning desire that they learned, and there it is right for you in the book. If you have that burning desire and you have the right masterminds, you think you can grow rich and you can come back from any adversity. And that, that is a big message in the book is that we're all going through something and anything is possible. Anything is possible. And one thing I love about the book is not just someone's opinion. It's uh, uh, 25 years of research into uh, maybe some old names for the millennials out there, but people who practically built all the important things or had a hand in all the important things that we have today. Thomas Edison, Henry Ford, uh, whenever you write with a Gillette pen, uh, Gillette, uh, or shave with a Gillette razor, uh, Parker Penn's guy, so many of the iconic, long-lasting businesses that we know today. Uh, Gillette, presidents, they were researched and asked about everything that he wrote about and they gave their own opinions and or their approval about what he had wrote. So it's not just someone saying, okay, this is what my life has shown me. It's a book about what over 500 successful people in the early 1900s, 1800s, Andrew Carnegie, for instance, uh, what they said about their success and what they did to achieve their success. So there's no theories in there and there's nothing made up or new or that uh, is in there. It's all common names, common words, and traits that people recognize as being necessary for success. And you're right. It's uh, the book I want to I give away often. Uh, I have extra copies on hand, and I feel if people start with that book, they will likely get the bug for personal development and at least read some other ones. So it's a very important book for, for both of us and one of the top 10 best-selling nonfiction books of all time. Over 100 million copies now sold in various forms. And uh, I know I have it on audiobook. I have it in uh, Napoleon Hill Foundation copy, and I have little ones that I can give away to people. So very, very, very important. Well, uh, people, uh, please buy Enthusiasm every day. I guarantee it will make you smile and or chuckle and certainly ponder and think about your own life, your goals, and your purposes 
every day that you read it. It is unique, it is fun to read, and it will hit you in the forehead with its simplicity and its wisdom at the same time. So Enthusiasm Every Day, available on Amazon. If you live in Michigan, your house has probably already been sold by Mark and Kim at least once, so might as well keep uh, letting them sell your house for you or buy your house through them. Uh, probably, I think there's only like half a dozen houses in the whole state you probably haven't sold. Probably the one belonging to the governor or something like that. Maybe you haven't got a chance at yet. But yeah, if you do live in the Michigan area and you are buying or selling a home, well, you probably probably already know Mark and Kim, but uh, soldbygleason.com, is that the uh, website, Mark? Exactly right. And uh, not only will your house be sold or bought, but you will have an enormously positive experience, something you can't always say about buying or selling a home. So if you want to get the best price, the best deal, and have a ball while doing it, soldbygleason.com. Check them out. Uh, Make sure they uh, list your house or help you buy your house you will be in enormously good hands. Good people, Mark and Kim, and uh, love the wisdom from his pa, puts it online on Facebook and pictures of his dad, and still looks like a spry, sharp, wise man at the age of 90, isn't he? Yes, he is. Amazing. Thanks for your time with me today, Mark. Uh, I always enjoy speaking with you. I love your book, and uh, you and I are two positive minds that think alike and I can find a positive in almost everything and you can as well but it's because we purposely focus and choose to invest our time in things that will develop that positive attitude including reading, listening and affirmations and writing, journaling so very important Uh, love to have you on the show you're going to be on other times as well and uh, next time I get to Michigan, we'll drop in to see you, my wife and I. I admire all you do. And as I said, I think every day I see a soul by Gleason sign going up in Michigan. So uh, I think you got the record there. Have yourself an amazing day today, Mark, and thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for everything, Tom. Keep up the good work. Thank you for listening to this episode of Journey to Success Radio. If you or anyone you know would like to be interviewed for the show, email tom at tomtootall.com for details.